Welcome to I Just Don't Know, a podcast where we try to learn something new, challenge my opinions, and hope to make the misinformed informed. I can openly say I've spoken when I did not need to, been unnecessarily controversial, and shared my misinformed opinion, thinking it was not. In this podcast, I will try to right some wrongs, take on a new topic each episode that I think I knew, but in fact I just don't know. This episode is about spirits, spectres, spooks, and things that go bang in the night, as well as apparitions, local mysteries, folk stories, and haunted stagecoach inns. I am, of course, talking about ghosts and the UK's obsession with them. So in this episode, is inspired by a discussion I had a few weeks back um, where we were talking about different ghost stories or local ghost stories that uh, they were determined were true, the people I was talking with, and they were determined that where they used to live, there was definitely a ghost there. There was definitely something there that was with them when they were on their own. And and it, as a result, they never wanted to stay in on their own. They never wanted to um, be left overnight in the dark, sort of... Um, especially a, a night with uh, with no full moon or something like that, they were determined that the ghosts live there. And um, so this got me thinking, why is the UK, not just this person, but lots of other people in the UK, obsessed with ghosts? They believe, with, believe they exist. No one's really seen one. We sort of claim we've seen one. And uh, so I wanted to explore uh, this potential assumption that some people go say it's ludicrous, it's ridiculous. Um, so uh, the, that kicks it off nicely that the first assumption that I'm going to try and challenge and look at and uh, question that I wanted to, to propose is the UK is clearly obsessed with ghosts in some sense and but ghosts appear in all form of cultures and why why is that and why is the idea of a ghost in not just the UK culture but in generally, in general communities, uh, such a big thing for for people to hold on to, and 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 what? How does a ghost sit within a community? So we're going to see how that goes. Um, so yeah, listen to to find out more. So we're going to start with the definition of a ghost. So according to the old. Internet, uh, a definition of a ghost. In folklore, a ghost is a soul or a spirit of a dead person or animal that can appear to be living. And in ghost lore, descriptions of ghosts vary widely uh, from an invisible presence to a translucent or barely visible shape or a silhouette of a, of a person or figure. Could be, but it also could be a realistic, lifelike form that uh, moves in a way that a human might move. Uh, and there's also some aspects of, of a ghost, um, especially when linked with a deceased person. And the uh, deliberate attempt to actually contact these sort of people is called necromancy uh, or spiritism. So the um, those sort of people that come and claim they sort of talk to the talk to the dead. And uh, this, this the old... Um, obsession with in, in medieval times and also in uh, in fantasy films that you might have seen and necromancy is is, is a big one um with 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 the with 
contacting the dead. But uh, there are other terms associated with it that I mentioned earlier, so apparitions, which I was quite like, as uh, I like that word, is because is, it is just there and suddenly not there. Um, but also ghosts could be related with haunting, phantoms, poltergeists. So I always associate poltergeists with the Disney the Disney character causing absolute havoc in um, the, the old Disney films. Um, I think the first uh, the first one. And then you've got spectres that are, is always quite a, a popular word to use as something that is difficult to see. Or And then you've got spooks. So you've got the, the classic uh, MI5 TV show spooks um, sort of relating to there. Uh, a ghost is, is something that's, can't be seen but you know is there but uh and it, it could be dangerous and then the ones that are a bit more um related to perhaps the fantasy of and the imagination of of things like lord of the rings and and narnia you've got wraiths demons and ghouls so ghosts and the idea of uh the sort of the dead coming back to life to haunt the living is uh it can vary from something quite comical um, to something quite scary and uh, that's where there's quite a wide wide area for, for, for ghosts and where they sit within a community and I think that's what's that gives it that sort of flexibility of, of what people want to what story they want to paint but uh, we're going to move into now the a great article by a very uh, uh, someone I'm a huge fan of and uh, a great comedian and producer uh, and uh, writer and that is of course the magnificent David Mitchell from uh, Peep Show and um, and many and many more many more other shows and uh, it was it was written a while ago um, but I, I had to laugh at it and, and found it really interesting because he he looks at why and what well, he asked the question of why the UK is obsessed with ghosts and it's clear that he first kicks off by saying, well, we're clearly obsessed with, with the weather and we talk about it and it covers front, rate, front page newspapers all the time. And the English culture loves to obsess over certain topics. But he breaks it down into a bit more actual sort of statistics as such is that um, he said that well, he says it in a quite a, a quite comical way that is is maybe delusional, but uh, it's, uh, he said that it's estimated that English authors have written 70% of all published ghost stories um, and 38% of Britons believe in ghosts. And at the time, in the early noughties, that's the same percentage of people in Europe or, well, in the UK, um, it's, it's by a Europol, um, that believe in God. So he... he he jokes that the same number of people believe in God, believe in, uh, well, the people who believe in God believe in ghosts as well, or is there a crossover? Or, well, it's difficult to difficult to know, but uh, it's uh, maybe that uh, God is to be, is sort of the more mainstream than ghosts. Um, but it does, yeah, as he said, it does suggest that uh, there are people that believe in ghosts, but don't believe in God. I think that's actually quite actually more common now um, if we fast forward 15 years there are people who are not sure about ghosts but they definitely don't believe in god and why is that maybe because there's so much sort of things related to god that are out of your control as ghosts are 
a ghost story that is bespoke to your situation, your village, your town, your house, and you get to paint the story or tell the tell the story. Sorry, uh, paint the picture, tell the story, um, and you're in control of it. Therefore, the the likelihood of it potentially being true is it's very much up to you. Um, but uh, David Mitchell puts it nicely and as a pretty grim philosophy. If you don't believe in God, but you do choose to believe in ghosts, um, it's uh, it's pretty grim because with no Christianity, you're basically saying, okay, there's no heaven, no hell, just eternity of haunt, eternity of haunting for those that die, and uh, ghosts, and that when you die, you're 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 done for. There's it's there's no um, lovely end to go, second life to go into. You just become a ghost, and you live there being a. Uh, well there to haunt anyone who's uh, who's remaining so it's uh it's it's definitely a a strange english obsession um that he he points out uh and he and he he continues to actually bring in a uh a source from a guy called dr shane mccorristine um he's a research fellow at cambridge and he and he sort of brings it back to the reformation so uh after the um in sort of the 16th and 17th century, uh, he, so, he sort of points out that by abolishing the idea of purgatory, moving away from Catholicism and more to the Puritanism, Puritanism uh, Protestantism, sorry, uh, it's sort of, there's this idea of the people of, of, of the UK or England, they need to somehow explain what's going on uh, when when sort of strange things happen or the idea of where the where the dead might go, and he points out that any sort of ghostly occurrence they couldn't help but relate it back to something that was showing that this person was not deserving of going to heaven, and maybe they're stuck somewhere as a ghost. But they couldn't say it's purgatory because that's basically relating it to um, saying that they're they believe in sort of ideas of that the Catholics believe in. So they had to find something else. And that something else was ghosts. And, uh, but it's, so that's an interesting potential sort of link that really gave it that kickstart or um, regeneration of the idea of ghosts is that the Ref- Reformation and the, the tendency of the English people trying not to look Catholic and become and be more Protestant. But how do you explain all these ghostly going-ons and all the things that might happen so it could be doors banging open or or sort of shapes in the night uh, walking across causing sort of strange strange um, events and we're going to cover a number of ghost stories later on that will be interesting and and uh, hope, and hope you uh, enjoy those ones but uh, it's it's interesting how the english could have come back from just of this religious view um, but it was I, I sort of read into a, a, an open learning transcript actually between uh, a couple of historians and, and, and ghost hunters and um, two of them, Laurie Taylor and Annette Hill, and they sort of outlined how yes, you could point it back to the Reformation, but ghost walks, ghost hunting, ghost tourism, ghost shows—they've become even more popular in the last sort of twenty to thirty years as religion has become less popular so pointing to how it is intrinsically linked with with religion 
um, the idea of ghosts and how people believe in ghosts. It's an alternative. It's something that you don't have to. You, you can li- you can believe in instead. Um, you could say in the last thirty years. But then Annette Hill points out that the belief in ghosts and the idea of ghosts causing sort of causing havoc in the community that's been going on for more than 500 years that's, it's been going on for a lot longer and it's not just catholicism it's not just christianity it's uh, it's in lots of different religions and cultures the idea of the the people that have passed away existing and um or something that is shouldn't be there is there and causing absolute havoc so um it's difficult to know where the why ghost stories or the idea of ghosts have are so popular and they grow i think it it depends on the times i think in re, as i said just then in recent times as as the belief in religion has declined it's allowed a a gap in the market for those who want to believe in ghosts so interesting but i want i want to finish up with uh how ghosts are related to christmas because it's recording this just before christmas and uh, there's definitely a link with sort of huddling around the fire in the depths of winter where it's dark in the morning, dark in the sort of afternoon. And uh, the UK or people people in Europe anyway love the idea of just sort of sharing some ghostly stories in that time, with whether it's with your friends or the family. And there's a great article by Mark Gattis on the joy of festive frights and they he sort of outlines how when we are as i said talking around the fire we like stories that the spookier the better the more that it can grip our imagination and get us sort of curious about what could be or what shouldn't be or the supernatural as you should i should really call it that is what that is what we enjoy and uh he links it back to a few sort of classic tales you've got um the most the most famous is Charles Dickens's A Christmas Carol, and that is uh, obviously from the Victorian times. There, it's probably one of the most successful ghost stories, um, maybe ever, but also definitely at Christmas time anyway. But what I didn't realise is that Charles Dickens had had also written and pre- and published ghost stories that were a lot darker than than just uh, than, than the Christmas Carol. Uh, in particular, the chimes, um, and the chimes is a really sort of dark, dark uh, story, and I wanted to share that a little bit with you. It's not necessarily about ghosts, but it sh- shows that, that, especially in the Victorian times, um, the idea of sharing a sort of a ghostly, scary story definitely grew further. Whether it was between with the the working or middle class, probably not the upper class, but definitely the working class who enjoyed, um, and middle class that enjoyed these these published sort of novels. Um, but the so the Chimes was published in eighteen forty four. It's a year after the Christmas Carol, and uh, it's the second series of his of uh, Charles Dickens' Christmas books. So Charles Dickens is supposed to be, oh, it's sort of a nice family story, sort of fairly PG. But the idea of, and, it, and to be fair, it is, it's very much in line with some of other Charles Dickens's stories with uh, class and the working class versus the upper class. And But overall, 
if the plot summary is is that you've got these elderly, this poor elderly guy called Trotty on New Year's Eve, and he's filled with gloom and there's uh, reading the newspaper that's talk reporting crime and, and morality and and he's sort of thinking how the working class are ever going to be um, going to get get rid of the image that they are truly wicked by nature. It is the the poor's fault, and and that is a a well known. Um, idea of the Victorian time that the poor are are poor for a reason it's their own fault but he has he has a daughter uh, called Meg and he has a fiance called Richard and they uh, they look to get married and so Trotty is happy for them and he he's tries to ignore all of the the negative thoughts that he has but then they meet a an older uh, sort of a pompous alderman um, and then also a political econo- uh, economist and also a young gentleman who is uh, very sort of um, impressive. So this, these interactions with these this upper class, they he realizes well Trotty over the over the the series of these interactions realize that how they're ever going to meet the same standards that they have, how how they ever going to experience the world the same way, and. Uh, Eventually, there's there's a number of interactions. I won't go into the whole story, and uh, but eventually, Trotty has to go to um, to a church to to find um, and resolve the situation because I think Richard, the fiance, is in trouble and he's been accused of vagrancy, which is just sort of not working. And so he goes to the church, climbs the bell tower. And Trotty meets a number of goblins who are in attendance uh, of the bell tower and look after that, look after the um, that sort of haunts that area. And he actually just then they tell Trotty that he's actually uh, he died trying to climb the bell tower and he's actually dead and he's uh, he sees what could happen um, to to Meg and Richard his son and well his. Pu- future son-in-law and his daughter and see how they trick themselves to, to to death and Meg sort of can't save him and then she dies as well and it's all basically just very very bleak and I'm like oh Charles Dickens's spooky story here going pretty pretty bleak but then um instead of sort of jumping it's very it's almost similar to I think it's a wonderful life where the person decides not to not to um, jump off the bridge. He actually sees what life could be like if he they make the right decisions, and so it goes back to that. And it and it says, well, no, actually, Jotty, you, you find he wakes up at home and he makes he, he has a he has a choice. Does he continue to live a better life and and try to not be downplayed by the upper class, or does he just accept the the, the fate that they have? Um, should he have the harsh consequences, uh, or just enjoy the happinesses of of, the, of what you've got? So, it's it's less it's less of a ghost story. I've realised, um, but it is a Christmas story that Charles Dickens tried to share with um, the, sort of following the Christmas Carol. Try to continue that idea of of sharing something that's pretty bleak, but actually uh, sort of spooky and scary and and sort of a bit, well, a bit uh, uh, sort of 
well, thoughtful, well, thought-provoking anyway, uh, to try and think about what life choices you would make and uh, and how you would you would sort of deal with deal with the sort of the difficult um, choices choices in life. Um, so yeah, so that's so that's Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, and also the challenge was a bit was a bit strange, um, but also the idea that um, Christmas is related to ghosts is that it's that sort of annual event of something happening or annual event that uh, that will unsettle the unsettle the sort of the the normality of 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 what's of what's going on so whether that's uh each christmas a, a certain ghost will return to, to haunt whatever um house that they're haunting or something like that um but uh, th- this article by mark gusses continues to go on about sort of how there's a popularity of um sort of uh, the you enjoy at christmas time the the the, the great things in life uh, and uh, but then also there's a flip side of of where the where sort of trolls and goblins live and the ghosts live and that's sort of this um other other world that can come to visit um unfortunately and we have to be wary of that and uh, the idea of stories following in those lines and keeping keeping us on our toes a bit effectively is uh, is really interesting but uh to, to, to the next sort of last thing i wanted to touch on then is sort of ghost stories and how people try to actually prove them and think they're actually true. So this, uh, uh, using a bit of um, information from the infographics show that I, I've, I've found. So in the past, sort of how do we explain sort of ghostly happenings? Um, so it was actually mentioned, it's outlined here, it was actually mentioned in the Bible that uh, Jesus was 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 mistaken almost as a ghost when he was walking on water so that suggests the idea that a, a, a specter or a shape um that is not re- the not is not living was uh, dates back to to when the bible was written in, in sort of the first millennium um but they they put it down to a few other things in terms of ghosts and any recordings of ghosts that bull lightning um and lightning it uh, could be mistaken as spirits, so when sort of certain um, lightning can can sort of shape itself, it could be mistaken as as something that's a bit more human. Um, secondly, they outline that mental health and the idea of people having visions and and whether it's taking certain drugs or um, hallucinogens, they can claim that they're ghosts, but we now know that it's just chemical reactions and and imbalances and and uh and distressing um sort of things that might be happening to someone's mind unfortunately so that that's a sort of a a possible explanation for anyone's claims of a of a ghost that we now no longer see perhaps and then and then lastly there's there's a theory not necessarily proven but there's a theory that some do uh support that sound waves on the human body can can be felt um and they're dated they date back from our survival instincts, and I think they outline them here, the ELF waves that, for example, large animals that are a danger to us making 
large deep noises we will feel those in our body and naturally feel a chill and an idea of fear and an idea that we needed to run away and make safe and there's a theory that things like ill-fitted fans or old large electronic equipment built sort of in the 50s or 60s um, or we've, and maybe something that still needs to be sort of completely torn out like uh, um, in, in, a, in a house they generate these waves and cause us to have that feeling um, so yeah so really so a couple of attempts there to, to sort of disprove a common sort of ghostly ghostly um, uh, occurrences so there was three examples of, of ghost stories or ghost sightings that uh, they analyzed that sort of go from clearly fake possibly fake and possibly real and I just wanted to, to cover those to see how we might be skeptical around ghost stories and how we there is maybe justification to to be um, skeptical um, but so the first one is a a hotel in 2012 in the US where there's someone screaming from a room and the security guard goes to the room, can hear and decides to finally go into the room and finds the sort of furniture upturned, the carpet ripped up and uh, there's there's sort of communication over the radio before they head into the room and as they are entering the room between the head of security and the security guard in the hallway. Um, but it's clear that there's a camera that's looking right at the door at the security camera that the security guard uh, that is face facing right on that room specifically no, none others and it's also in a position where you would never put a camera and and I think I think the security they outlined how the security head of security of that hotel had many years of experience in in Vegas and things like that so there's he would have definitely never have put a camera there also the security guard entered the um enter the room on his own and if uh, they should only enter the room on their own if they think a member of their well so a guest is in, in physical danger in this case there was no sort of clues to that but I suppose someone screaming could suggest that but still they should have gone in pairs um, and also then they later find out that the person who posted this video of this screaming potential ghost in in a room um, had made horror films in the past so it was pretty clear that it was just an attempt to Gain some popularity, well, gain some attention. So the second one is a in 2010 in Disneyland, Florida, that there was a on cameras there's a figure sort of strolling through the park at night, and the Disneyland ghost, and it was seen on multiple cameras and uh, and a cell phone, someone filming the cameras with their cell phone as well of this figure sort of drifting across the camera, but it moves just like a person and it's clear that potentially the camera could have been old footage or footage of a, of a security guard just wandering through maybe it's uh, a, a bad image and so it's pretty clear that uh, it's it's clearly just footage of someone going through going through and it could have just been put together to claim that it's a ghost so again pretty rubbish story um so you can see where we can be skeptical but then the last one was a family Went to a, a battlefield um, for of, uh, of a battle fought in the American Civil War, and his family with the with the dad with the general normally a, a decent camera um, with his family 
was there, um, but uh, they started to see these sort of spectres, and it never really sort of it sort of focus tries to focus on the ghost and then loses it, and then sort of captures it in the corner of the camera and then captures the in the middle of the camera, and it, and often in in ghost stories that uh, people are trying to capture, the ghost is always appearing in the corner of the camera. Or, doesn't they don't want to give it away so they never really focus right on the camera whereas in this case the father is clearly sort of worried or concerned the i think the daughter and the son is clearly worried the wife is concerned they're not none of them are actors none of them are professional um, actors in this in that sense so uh, to, to to be able to recreate that is uh would be pretty difficult so i reckon they just got a bit of the bit of the spooks and were, were absolutely terrified of something they didn't really understand whether they were seeing an actual spectre, I don't know. Um, but it's uh, a little bit more legit that they could be seeing something. It was probably something just like fog or something, but that's me being sceptical. So, yeah, so, so interesting stories there that uh, sort of create that scepticism about ghosts, but it clearly shows that we are, we do, we do love a ghost story, and whether it's fake or not. It'll always get our attention and people even use it for their own gain to get attention whether it's about their business or their production capabilities um and we we love a good christmas song in the winter uh, sorry a christmas ghost story in in the in um this christmas time and uh, when when it's sort of the depths of winter um but overall we we just really do love ghosts and uh uh continue to listen as um, in the second part where we're going to look at uh, some some really great ghost stories and ask some questions about sort of why they make us so scared thanks so much <laughs>